And what's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amateur TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, John Shields. Got a jam-packed, busy show for you today. Uh, first things first, batting leadoff, of course, is the Browns-Steelers scenario with the fight. I got tons to say on that. Touch on the Ravens winning on an... They've been on an absolute hot streak, beating the Patriots on Sunday Night Football a few weeks ago, and then beating the... Of course, stomping all over my Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. I touch on Russell Wilson and a, and a fantastic performance that he and his uh, Seahawk teammates uh, performed and put together on uh, Monday night against the 49ers. I'll touch on, uh, of course, I'll preview week 11, give picks, and recap Alabama LSU. And I'll do that all with our little pal Brendan Dillon who will join us later in the program. Of course, I'll touch on the Astros cheating scenario as far as stealing signs is concerned of all that. But first things first, I got to address this Steelers-Browns fight. And let me tell you, listen, I've been watching, I've been a fan of football and I've been around football and I've been watching football since 2004. 2006 I've seen many a games on on Sunday night Monday night Thursday night God knows whether night afternoons have dedicated Sundays of my life from 1 o'clock to 11.30 at night for NFL football have sacrificed sleep in order to watch football games have you know, have sacrificed even even in some occasions, have have sacrificed you know grades or whatever, you know not you know wait until the last minute just for my love of football because because it's one of the greatest games in the world and I and I love the sport as you guys know, but that was the first time last night I have ever in my life. Of watching football, I have ever seen anything like we witnessed together on Thursday night. That was an absolute disgrace. And first off, 
if this does not sh- if th- if you needed any if you had any doubt in your imagination whether or not Freddie Kitchens should still remain the head coach of the Cleveland Browns you just got your refer- you just got your confirmation uh, from last night the fact that he and it was not just the fight the Browns had cheap dirty headshots all game long they lead the league. Repeat, lead the league in penalties. That team is not buttoned up. They are not focused. They are not disciplined. They they lack they lack maturity as a bunch of grown men playing football. They lack maturity. It was an absolute disgrace last night. And every member of the Cleveland Browns organization from Haslam on down should be embarrassed. That that was a joke. And if there was any more proof that Freddie Kitchens is way over his is way in over his head, it was last night. Because you you cannot under any circumstances do what Miles Garrett did last night. That was a joke. And You, I mean, where do I even begin? You don't. First of all, you he. First of all, he sacked Mason Rudolph. Let's just get that right. He sack he he tackles Mason Rudolph, drives him into the ground. Now you're up twenty-one to seven. Less than ten seconds left in the ball game. What what are you doing? Just. Relax. You're eight seconds. The game is eight seconds from officially being over. You're up two touchdowns. You won two in a row. You're at home. Primetime Thursday night football. Why are you? Why is he even driving Mason Rudolph into the ground? I have no idea. Also, furthermore, why in God's name would you take off his helmet? And essentially go oops upside his head with it, as if it's some as if it's some sort of a billy club. I mean, you you do not do that under any circumstances. I don't care if Mason Rudolph tried to twist tried to twist your neck like a chicken wing. I don't care, or or try to or try to kick your balls in. I don't care. You do not, under any circumstances, take his helmet off, use it as a weapon, and start beating upside the head with it. You don't do it. Period. I don't give a crap what Mason Rudolph did. It's inexcusable. And as a and as a grown man who is blessed enough to make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars playing a kid's sport, who's a role model. For the young kids in attendance in Cleveland last night. And also a role model for kids watching all around the country. You gotta act better than that. That is a disgrace. Cause if that were to happen outside of the of the ramifications and the and the uh and the guidelines of playing in the National Football League, he would have got he would have gotten locked up. And and charged with assault, assault with a deadly weapon. You don't do that. 
That's the equivalent of in baseball, a, a, pitcher a pitcher throws at a guy, guy gets hit, goes out to charge the mound, he takes a baseball bat, and he sits up here, and he, and he essentially tries to bash the pitcher's head in with the baseball bat. You just, some things you just don't do. Fighting using your fists is, is one thing. Using using your equipment, or in this case, an opponent's equipment, as some sort of as some as some as some sort of a weapon, is totally different. Totally different. That is that was an absolute disgrace and absolute joke by Miles Garrett. A joke. He did more in thirty seconds to damage his reputation than Vontez Burfick ha has done in the past, whatever it might be, as long as he's been in football. Because at least with perfect, he's doing it within the confines of the game. You know, late, late. Uh, granted, I'm not, I'm not making Vontez perfect out to be, you know, uh, Father Flanagan, but still. Uh, or the Pope. Or let's be honest, though. You, you, you would never, you've never saw Vontez take someone's helmet off and bash him upside the head with someone's own helmet. You never saw that. Sure, he'd do a little extra things after the whistle, but it was in the confines of playing the game. What Miles Garrett did was something totally extra that shouldn't even that it shouldn't even gone there. He Miles uh, Garrett right now is, makes Vontez Burrick out to be a saint. Why? Because he had a little. Why? Because he took a little bit of offense to Rudolph taking offense to him driving him five five yards into the ground on a meaningless asinine play at the end of the football game, of a game that, by the way, you've already won. Give me a break. You, you got you got to act more mature than that. I'm sorry. There, there there's just some things that you just can and cannot do. And you cannot, under any circumstances, I don't care if Mason Rudolph, I don't care if Mason Rudolph tried to decapitate you by twisting a helmet off you. I don't care. You just don't do certain things like that. You just don't do it. Out of common sense and respect for another human being, he could have killed Mason Rudolph last night. Could have killed him, or bashed his head wide open. Wouldn't 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 have that been a pretty sight? In front of 60,000 people and millions watching on television, seeing a man's head busted and gushed wide open. And all of a sudden, he's in a critical condition. And ends up dying on a football field. All because this jerk tried to, tried to act like a thug and act like an idiot. Taking his helmet off and then try to and then try to use that as a weapon in a bar fight. Give me a break. That is a joke. And a bigger joke is 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 the center Marquise Pouncey. Sticking up for your teammate is one thing. When when they're tussling on the ground, there's a pile going on the ground. You kicking him upside the head like a foyer or throwing a freaking temper tantrum is totally out of line. I don't give a crap what Skip Bayless or anybody or anyone or anyone else on television said. Well, well, the NFL got it wrong that they that they suspended the Pouncey thing. No, they didn't. Pouncey got himself that suspension when he started kicking. 
You start kicking and doing that juvenile bullcrap, you get yourself suspended. Automatic. You get your hind parts suspended. If you wouldn't have kicked them, I can see your argument, and I don't, and I wouldn't have suspended them either. But when you sit up here kicking like a three-year-old, that's out of line. I don't give a crap what Miles Garrett did. You don't kick. Punching is one thing, albeit fine. But kicking, but kicking him like kicking his head like he's a like it's a soccer ball, or kicking him like you're a four-year-old throwing a tepid tantrum in a candy store is something totally different. Good job by the NFL suspending Pouncey three games. I mean, this is the same idiot. He and his brother walked around with free Aaron Hernandez t-shirts and walked around with Aaron Hernandez as if Aaron Hernandez was was the ideal model citizen of the year. Was best friends with Aaron Hernandez and was completely ignorant and was completely tone deaf of the crap that their little buddy Aaron Hernandez was up to. Completely ignorant of it. But back to Garrett. You don't do that. That is inexcusable and that is unacceptable. And if Freddie Kitchens or any of the people of the Browns had any guts, it's hot. forget the suspension. You, you should have beat the NFL to the punch and say, you know what, you've played your last game as a Cleveland Brown. Turn your crap in and get the hell out. I guarantee you that a that situation wouldn't happen in Bill Belichick's team, and if it, and if it did, Bill Belichick would have would have had his hot parts cut before he got a chance to hop into the freaking shower. You don't do that. This shows how great of a coach Freddie Kitchens is. Can't manage a clock if the fated universe depend depended on it. Can't call can't call correct offensive plays worth a squirrel fart, and he can't even discipline his own freaking players to the point to the point where where whenever they get, where when one of his players gets into a fight, he he takes a piece of equipment and uses it as a weapon and starts bashing players upside the head with it. He needs to be gone by the end of the season. I don't give a crap if the Browns somehow made the playoffs or not. He is clearly, clearly unfit to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Clearly. It's a detriment to Baker Mayfield. It's a detriment to the offense. And it's a detriment to the team. Because he stinks. I'm sorry. Somebody had to say it. But I know they've won two in a row and they starting to feel good outside of this Miles Garrett thing. But he stinks. Let's call it like we say it. He stinks as an NFL head coach. Stinks. He stinks. Awful. Awful. He's so he 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 is so in over his head, it is mind-boggling. I mean, honestly, don't don't know up up from down. It's 
His team had no compo- had zero composure last night. Zero. They've been an undisciplined mess since he's taken over this freaking sorry team. Leading the league in penalties. Annie Jackson's, I might add, with four. I mean, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable. It it really is unbelievable. Has no idea what systematic mean. I mean, really? My gosh. And a good job by the NFL. You saw I tweeted it out. They should they should they should have suspended Garrett indefinitely and fined him five grand. They suspend what happened? They suspended him indefinitely without pay. And I say they should have suspended Pouncey too, which they did. So good job and a little <laughs> applause for Roger Goodell in the wheel of discipline and the, and the discipline committee for getting this right. Because you can't do this. This is a chance for the league to put its foot down and and show the players and the league that we're not going to tolerate this this kind of foolishness, this juvenile, pathetic, egregious behavior. And a good job for Baker Mayfield too, sitting up there and telling it like it is to Aaron Andrews after the game. One and I and I get and I get on Baker and Mayfield a lot on this show, as you guys know. But I gotta be fair and I gotta and I gotta call it like I see it and give props and give credit where credit is due. He did a superb job calling out this bull crap. A phenomenal job by Baker Mayfield after the game. Cause I know if I'm him or anyone else wearing a Cleveland Browns anything, I'm embarrassed. It's bad enough all, all they did was talk and bump their gums throughout the offseason. How we're gonna do this, we're gonna we're gonna win we're gonna win a division, we're gonna win twelve games, we're gonna dark courts for the Super Bowl, yada 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 yada. You come out the season, you fall flat on your face, then you start to get a little bit momentum going. You're eight seconds away from, from officially clinching your second straight win of the season. Things are starting to finally go on the up and up. And then you have the, this moron, this idiot, this clown, this dope, this jerk, this punk, Miles Garrett, sit up here and want to start a major fracas bashing the helmets in players' heads. And I got the idiot Pouncey sitting up there kicking. Defending is one thing. Kicking like a freaking idiot is something totally different. I don't give a crap what anybody says. Don't start. Don't sit here and tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm not. Sticking up for your teammate is one thing. I got no problems with it if he's throwing punches. You kicking, especially at his head, that's crossing the line. Crossing the line. Totally out of order. All of them. Kitchens, 
this this falls on him. Rises and falls on the head coach. He's the head man in charge. This is on Kitchen's shoulders. And this is on Garrett for just being an absolute idiot. An absolute idiot. Take a break. Brandon will join us to talk about this and everything else going on in the NFL. And we'll recap Alabama LSU together right after this. Welcome back to Amateur Like a TIS podcast. Joining me now, good guest, good friend of mine, a friend of the show. Last joined us back in late October uh, when he was in studio with me. Uh, but this time, he, of course, is at his crib. I am at my own. But via technology, we were able to chat for a bit uh, with everything going on in the NFL and college football, by the way. Our little pal, uh, Brendan Dillon, joining us. Brendan, how are you today, pal? Okay? I'm living the life. How are you doing, Jai? How's your day, man? <laughs> I've been good, Brendan. I have been good. That's um, good, Jai. So we'll into we'll get into LSU, Alabama, and Tua and NFL games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Tua is but, a pretty big deal, man. <laughs> yeah, it is a big deal. But first things first, let's do a deep dive on this Steelers Browns brawl scenario. I mean, first of all, Brennan, you're you're 18 years old, so you're a little you're a year and a month. Or excuse me, you're not a year and a month. You're approximately eleven months and a few weeks older than I am, and yep. you've been watching football just as long as I have. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything at the end of a game like that? No, that what hasn't happened. That hasn't happened in a long time. There's been brawls before. Like, there's been a few Redskins games that I've actually, I actually was at one of the Redskins games, but there was a brawl, but that was back like a long time ago, like in 2012 or something. So what I can tell you is it's very rare. It doesn't happen often because, you know, there's people being paid a lot of money to play in the NFL. But uh, right. when it does happen, it's, it's fairly serious. And this was no different, but this was probably the most serious that this has ever happened. Like, Something this bad hasn't happened since like Albert Albert Hainsworth stepped on a dude. Right back in two thousand six, when he's a member of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, thinking back on it, the last time I saw something this crazy at the end of the game, and not too many people remember this because of what uh, transpired prior to it. But thinking back on that, it's been a couple days. I think back to remember at the end of Super Bowl forty nine when a when a huge fight uh, broke, when a huge fight broke out, when the Patriots were, it's because you remember, Malcolm Butler made the interception, and you know he caught, and he didn't, he made contact with, I believe it, I believe it was Ricardo Lockett was the Seahawks receiver, and he made contact with Lockett, which knocked him to about the half in, half yard line inside the one in uh in C- in uh Patriot in the Patriots territory. And I remember they came out and they tried to kneel it and it was a huge scrum between Bennett and the offensive lineman and Gronk was involved and 
look, I didn't think about it at the time, but looking back on it now, it's been a couple of days. That that's the first big incident I can recall since the ending of Super Bowl Forty Nine when a fight broke out in the last remaining seconds of that game. Yeah, it's not great. Anytime a brawl breaks out again, like uh, especially the wideouts too. And now he's on our team. Richardson, Richardson's on our team too, so that's pretty funny. Anyway, right? Yeah, it is. Um, but with the suspensions, uh, how do you how do you grade the NFL's job? And they indefinitely suspended uh, Miles Garrett. Garrett, which which I tweeted out, and the apps in the league totally got that right by suspending Garrett. Yeah, I mean, totally inexcusable without well, pay. He's the most. He's the, he's the most evident out of everybody who was committing some some form of uh, offense because with the, him pulling off a dude's helmet and then hitting him with it was. It's not very. You can't. You can't really say that he, what he did wasn't wrong. <laughs> right, but um. No. It, it, it gets a more a little bit more complex than that once you go and continue. Like Marquise Pouncey, yeah, I think that he should have gotten in trouble as well because he yeah, in some which, was... which he did. And I called for a pound, and I called for uh, to get suspended. And the league also also got that right. Yeah, and the, I don't care what Steve Nay or what anyone else, Skip Bayless, I could care less what they have to say regarding well, Pouncey shouldn't have been suspended, guys. When you kick another guy in the head, and when there's a scrum and a pile on the field, and a fight and a full fledged brawl is breaking out, or players on both sidelines are coming out onto the field, freaking Mike Tomlin is standing at the 35 yard line disputing things with the officials. I don't want to hear, well, he shouldn't have gotten suspended. Fighting with his fist to sting up for your teammates, one thing. Kicking the pile like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum is something totally different. And I don't care if Miles Garrett tried to decapitate Mason Rudolph. You don't kick. You can you can punch, claw, hit, jab, slap, whatever. What whatever. if you do it with your hands? That's fair game. You start going using your using your feet, even elbows, throwing elbows or forearms. That was fair game. You start you start kicking that. I'm sorry. That is a suspendable offense. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a I don't give a crap if Mason Rudolph was trying to rip uh, Miles Garrett's head right off. I, I I could care less. You don't sticking up is one thing. Him kicking the pile like that, and especially kicking Miles Garrett in the head. Two wrongs don't make a right. That was com- he was completely out of line with that. I'm all right with sticking up for, but kicking totally out of bounds. Yeah, totally. It's just rude dysfunctional problematic and like it, it obviously um now i will say this because i know you're gonna get angry at me it was instigated it was instigated by sam darnold uh, not sam darnold why did i say sam darnold um it was instigated by the the quarterback i'm not no i'm not gonna get angry i believe i believe it's mason rudolph said. mason rudolph i don't know why i said sam darnold i meant mason rudolph it was instigated I, by mason rudolph he definitely he, he spurred that from from the beginning by trying to kick miles garrett in the nuts and trying to pull off his helmet i don't think that he was in the right either i think he should be suspended as well probably not as long considering he didn't assault somebody at least, because he right. never made he never made contact, but there was a willingness to make contact with Miles Garrett Miles Garrett's uh, cop, which I don't think is really beneficial or good. Um, right. So, so 
I think that he probably should have been suspended as well. But the reason why they probably didn't do that is because the Steelers already don't have Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, and so they'd have to go with the third-string quarterback for the rest of the season, and I don't think they want that. Right. They find they didn't have they not did they disclose how much he was going to get fined? Uh, Rudolph, no. Yeah, because from what I've heard and what I've read is that all the, is that the league's discipline as far as it went was just finding Rudolph. I, I, I would have. I'm not, I'm okay. I'm okay that the I'm okay that they at least showed a little bit of the because Rudolph. If you didn't think Mason, if you don't think Mason Rudolph in any shape, way, or form didn't play a role in this fight, you don't you, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, he did. He, he did. He did play a role in this. And for everybody on Twitter and. ESPN and everybody else making it seem like that it's sacrilege or blasphemy that you dare mention that Mason Rudolph played a part in this fight. I mean, you got. I mean, can we look at the replay and not just from when Miles Garrett swung at him? Can we look at it from beginning to end? I gotta be Mason Rudolph. He did play a. Miles Garrett had no business. Uh, throwing him and driving him into the ground like that. Rudolph had no business and had no right trying to twist Miles Garrett's neck like like he's breaking off a chicken wing at Buffalo Wild Wings. He had no business to when Garrett got off of him to kick Garrett in the you know in the manly section in, in the groin uh, manly section. He had he had no right to do that. And then he takes off his helmet and he starts charging after a guy that. Is two eighty five to what? His two fifteen. I mean, my, I mean, I mean, Mason Rudolph was no angel in this and was not an innocent bystander. And I kind of understand where people like Max Kellerman are coming from with quit making out racing Rudolph to be the to be the victim as if he got shot or something. I mean, yeah. he did play, he did play a role in this. I mean, yep. let's 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 keep that in mind. Getting and 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 people on social media are getting are getting it confused with calling out Mason Rudolph for his role and making it and they're getting that confused with excusing Miles Garrett. Nobody's excusing Miles Garrett for what he did. That what was he, a, what he did was, was wrong. Atrocious. And nobody and nobody should ever have to see that on a football field ever again. But let's be honest, Mason Rudolph was no choir boy and was not a totally innocent victim or a totally innocent bystander in all of this. So let's let's let let's let's kind of call a spade a spade and and a way to quote the show, tell like the TI is and call like you see it. Mason Rudolph had no business kicking Miles Garrett and had no business trying to twist Miles Garrett's helmet off. And Miles Garrett kind of looked at it from his point. I'm playing devil's advocate here, looking at it from his point of view. Oh, we're bringing helmets in involved there. So what did he do? He snatched off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then totally barbaric and inexcusable took Mason Rudolph's helmet and banged him over the head with it. But anyway, your thoughts. I I. I mean, it, it, it's something I tell you. That you should never have to see. You should never should want to see on the football field. No, yeah, I don't. I, I, I really don't think that that's something that should have ever been well allowed. <laughs> and, right. But, 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 but it was because somebody lost control of their temper, and the outcome was thus very, very bad. And um, a man getting hit with his own helmet on live television. Right. It's, um, now, at, not great. It's, it's not great to have that just being shown everywhere, especially because, you know, now going into Friday Night Football, there's going to be people that are probably going to be inspired by uh, what Miles Garrett 
did, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you got high schoolers and college players and peewee and everybody. You got people that look up to you that are watching this, and you like or and you like it or not, better for worse, or an influence on ki- on those kids' lives. And it's just a shame to see that. Yeah, something it's that, sad. That, that I hope we never have to see again. I mean, it's the equivalent of in a baseball fight, a pitcher hits, hits, a, hits a batter in the rib cage, a hitter goes out and charges the mound and takes the bat and instead of dropping the baseball bat, he takes the bat out with him and tries to knock the pitcher over the head with the, with the one baseball bat. I mean, you can't sit here and use equipment as as a weapon. That that is inexcusable. Using using your hands is fair game. You using a piece of equipment such as a helmet or a bat or a hockey stick in hockey, whatever the case might be, is totally out of line. Totally out of line. Yep. But I agree. But, but there there are two things in this that I want to get to, and then we'll actually get to some regular uh, football talk. But back, uh, but and uh, we discussed this yesterday. Baker did a great but, job of managing right, the outcome. Yeah, right. Yeah, ba- Baker did. A, Baker did a suit. And yeah, as you know, Brennan and all you guys listening out there. There's nobody who's been more critical and more hard on Baker Mayfield than me. Well, probably Colin Coward. But <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. But you're very, very, you're very critical as well with him. So right, yeah. But but I got I got to give him his props and I got to give credit credit is due. He said it was inexcusable. I mean he 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 did not split hairs. He he went out and he and he and he called it like it is and told it like it is. Because quite honestly, if I'm if I'm Miles Garrett's teammate or anybody affiliated with the Cleveland Browns organization, I'm embarrassed. And and this and this does not and does this not show how incompetent of a head coach Freddie Kitchens is? He can't manage the game clock. His play calling is suspect. Mm-hmm. His team is his team leads the world in penalties. And leads the world and leads the National Football League and ejections this year. By the way, I believe with six, That's six ejections horrible. this season. And then you have this, and then you have this Miles Garrett idiot who's going to sit up here and and act, and act like a thug and act like a punk and take a shot at a guy over the head with that with his with with an opponent's helmet. I mean, boy, I, I it's a really you, bad reputation uh, to have. My, uh, Freddie Kitchens, he better he better hit he better hit his knees every night and pray to God that he and the Browns somehow make the playoffs because if he doesn't, he needs he needs to get out quick, fast, and in a hurry if they want to save this little quote unquote dream run that the Browns are supposed to go on and possibly save Baker Mayfield because he has no business being the coach of the Cleveland Browns under any circumstances. Any, he stinks. He's all he, he. He is just. He's. He's terrible. Suspect. Terrible. Welcome back to Amatel Like a TIS podcast. I want to thank Brendan for joining me, chopping it up with uh, with the football talk. Switching gears now, 
to Major League Baseball because the Houston Astros have been accused of cheating. Stealing signs, which is a nature of the sport. It's been in the game for 150 years, which by the letter of the law is legal. You know, picking up a sign when you get a base hit or you're on second base, whatever the case might be, that is allowed. What is illegal in the game of baseball is using technology such as Apple Watches, which the Red Sox got caught for a few years ago. Apple Watches, iPads, computers, using technology, which is illegal to in order for you to steal signs. Pretty much what the Patriots were accused of doing when they, with the whole Spygate scandal that occurred, what, about 15 plus years ago. But this time it's the Houston Astros that were caught red-handed because ex-Astros pitcher Mike Fiers, who was on the 2017 championship team, revealed to the Athletic that the Astros used technology to steal signs, which of course is illegal. And my thoughts on it is that it's an absolute disgrace that you are that petty and you are that you have that low of morals that you would want to use technology to steal signs. The fact that you rely on technology to steal signs when the players in the organization or whoever it might be themselves aren't even clever enough to pick on it. The traditional legal way is a joke and is very pathetic on the Astros part. AJ Hinch, what a fraud, what a phony that you would allow your team to sit up there and use technology to steal signs. I mean, that is an absolute disgrace. And Hinch, the owner, Jim Crane, everybody on down should be embarrassed and should be ashamed of themselves. Because that is unacceptable. You are a Major League Baseball team getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play or to manage or coach a kid's game. And you think that lowly of it and think that lowly of your opponent, you're going to use technology to steal signs? Really? Really? That is a disgrace. That is a joke. And if I'm any person involved with the Houston Astros organization who was involved in a 2017 championship team, they should hit their knees every single night and thank the good Lord that they play in Major League Baseball and not the NCAA. Because if this was the NCAA, they'd have to vacate their 2017 championship. And if you think I'm wrong, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. If they played in the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, they would have to vacate their championship. But because they play in Major League Baseball, not the NCAA, they'll be allowed to keep their championship. But that championship, like many other Patriot championships, will have little asterisks next to it. Because there will be people, me included, that will look at that championship as being in that season, in that championship season, as being tainted. 
is Asho's organization that puts analytics and sabermetrics and numbers and technology and this, that, and science and the other. They put all this crap that they put together as a quote unquote winning formula and they and they even and they put it over managerial mental gut decisions within the game and they also put this analytical science crap over morals because stealing signs is just a joke there's no other way to slice it stealing signs via technology is a joke and, a, and an embarrassment and if I'm Major League Baseball or if I'm Major League Baseball who is scared to put their foot down enough as it is they're, they're, soft, they're soft as can be with when they give suspensions when these fights go down the position the position player gets the position player gets 10 games in which they lose actual 10 games when they can play while while the starting pitcher gets nailed with 10 or na- nailed with 5 and he only missed one start or two starts compared to the position player who misses a whole week of action they're soft with that they're soft with the umpires whether it be holding them accountable for the horse crap calls that they made many a time in the World Series. Or with that umpire that went to Twitter because he was annoyed at the fact that our President Donald Trump is under impeachment hearings. And he wrote out on Twitter that if he were to be impeached or removed from office, he'd take his rifles up and start a revolution. He should have been fi- he should have been fired as soon as he tweeted out that senseless comment. So the league, man for in and of itself, they're they're powerless, they're weak, and they're soft. They have to step up and have a little bit of urgency with this. Hinch, the owner, organization, everybody on down, extreme punishment. Same way how the NFL went out and they made a statement to the league by suspending uh, Miles Garrett indefinitely for the helmet situation. Major League Baseball has to do the same thing and send a message to the rest of the league that if you will, if you do this, we will throw the book at you. And the Major League Baseball has no choice but to throw the book at the Houston Astros. They have no choice. They have to. They must. If they want to preserve and protect the integrity of the game that in its history has already been compromised with the use of steroids. Manfred and that wheel of discipline up there, they have to come down on the Astros. They have to. Or else this is just another terrible thing that's ruining the great sport of baseball from steroids to electronically stealing signs it's a joke and every member of the Houston Astro organization that includes Kate Upton mind you guarantee she won't say any or tweet anything about this if you were involved in this you ought to be ashamed of yourself ashamed I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast. 
If you like what you heard, new to the show, please subscribe down below. Share with your friends, family, acquaintances, whatever the case might be. Follow your boy on Twitter at the J Shield. Enjoy your week, everybody. God bless. Y'all take care.